Welcome to the Pain-Free Zone. Your host, Nisi Edwards, is founder of the Fibro Patient Education and Support Organization, and she's here to offer help and hope to the millions of individuals who suffer from chronic pain. Now, filling in for Nisi Edwards, here's Cindy Perlin. Hi, I'm Cindy Perlin, and um, this is my third time filling in for Nisi Edwards, and I've also been on the Pain-Free Zone as a guest. So some of you uh, listening, if you're regular listeners, may know who I am, but for those um, who don't, I'm just going to take a few minutes to introduce myself. I'm a uh, licensed clinical social worker and a certified biofeedback practitioner. I'm also a chronic pain survivor. And I wrote a book called The Truth About Chronic Pain Treatments, The Best and Worst Strategies for Becoming Pain-Free. And I also recently created an online uh, resource for people in pain, an alternative pain treatment directory at paintreatmentdirectory.com. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So if you happen to be by your computer or you have an electronic device, where you can get on the Internet, I invite you to uh, go to paintreatmentdirectory.com. And I'm going to be discussing why I created it, what's on it, what my plans are for it, um, and hopefully that will be an informative uh, discussion for you. So 40 years ago, when I was 25 years old, I hurt my back while I was running, trying to get in better shape, and um, I... I went to a doctor who told me to stop running, and I did, but it got worse and worse and worse until I was in excruciating pain 24-7, and my life basically ground to a halt. I couldn't do anything because I was in so much pain, and I was in that shape for three and a half years until a friend of mine suggested that I read a book uh, by a man named Norman Cousins who basically laughed his way out of a chronic, progressive, degenerative joint disease that his doctors told him he would not ever recover from, that he would just be more and more in pain until he died. And um, that book made a tremendous impression on me. He talked a lot about the mind-body connection. And at the time, I was surrounding myself with the most depressing things. I was told by one healthcare practitioner to just stay in bed till I felt better. And I got really weak and really depressed and in more and more pain. And I was surrounding myself with the most depressing things. I was watching the Holocaust miniseries on TV. I was reading novels about World War II, one of the most depressing eras in history. And I really didn't understand why I was still in pain and why I was so depressed, because I didn't know about the mind-body connection. And that book turned my life around. Um, He mentioned not only that laughter would help with pain, but he also mentioned something called biofeedback, where um, you use a device to measure your physiology, and then you learn how to control it. And with most kinds of biofeedback, it's the physiology of stress. So I went to a therapist who offered biofeedback, and within a day I felt 50% better. And I was able to use what I learned to feel better and better. And so I was doing better for a few years, and then I hurt my foot. Um, I had to have surgery for a bone spur in my big toe joint because I was getting stabbing pain. And once I had the surgery, things just got worse and worse and worse. And this time... I tried that mind-body stuff, and it didn't work. It didn't do a thing for my foot pain. If I tried walking even a block, I was in excruciating pain. And I spent 14 years going from doctor to doctor, and none of them knew why my foot hurt, until I finally found something that helped, which is a, a very deep body work called rolfing. So as I got better from that, which, you know, just took a couple of sessions of rolfing to feel like I had a new foot. 
I started researching more and more about pain management and and um, getting more and more interested in spreading the word because it's terrible to to spend so many years suffering and stumbling around and there are things out there that could help you but nobody tells you about them and you have no way to find out about them. So a couple of years ago I wrote my book called The Truth About Chronic Pain Treatments, The Best and Worst Strategies for Becoming Pain-Free. And that book is an overview of all the treatments available for chronic pain <clears throat> and the research and clinical experience in their, into their safety and effectiveness. And no surprise to me, um, pharmaceuticals and surgical interventions are the most dangerous and generally least effective interventions and all the other stuff is much better, but most people aren't being told about it. So I wrote my book and tried to get the word out. And then I started thinking that maybe I needed to have something much more accessible that people can find and use. So I started this alternative pain treatment directory. As I mentioned, it's at paintreatmentdirectory.com. And it's a place to go to find information if you're in pain. It lists providers. It, it has articles that um, tell you the truth about what works and what doesn't. It has inspiring healing stories of people who got better using alternative treatments. It has um, products that you probably never heard about that can really help you with pain. And um, the other thing that I really want to do with it is it's an advocacy hub uh, for people of all, you know, providers of all disciplines to come together to talk about um, and, and advocate for getting better access for patients to, um, to alternative strategies for healing pain. And by better access, I mean uh, several things. I mean that uh, they'll be told about it more often by their doctors, um, it, the treatments will be legal, and I'll talk a little bit about that later, and that insurance will cover all of the many treatments that have been proven effective and safe for chronic pain, which are not currently covered. So I just want to start with the healing stories part of the website, because I think this is really important. So many people um, lose hope in terms of their chronic pain. Um, they take their medication or they go for their surgery that the doctor recommends and they still feel pretty terrible and they really start to believe, uh, because their doctors won't tell them anything else, that this is, this is where they'll be for the rest of their lives. And I know I was there with my back pain problems, that I was 25 years old and I was getting told that Doctors didn't have a clue, and that it was probably going to be the rest of my life. I might as well just learn to live with it. And as far as I was concerned, at that point, there was no living with it. It was just too terrible. And I couldn't see, you know, many decades of living the way that I was. I couldn't work. I couldn't have a social life. Um, I couldn't really do anything. And uh, that was just unacceptable to me. So... Just let me talk about a few of the people who have um, who have stories on uh, paintreatmentdirectory.com. So um, one of the stories is about um, Suzanne Stratton, and I I met Suzanne uh, many years ago in a social situation, and she had a terrible pain problem um, called um, complex regional pain syndrome used to be called reflex, simplex, reflex sympathetic dystrophy. And what this pain problem is, is that um, a person's limb, one limb, starts to, um, starts to atrophy and starts to be, um, have a lot of uh, neuropathic pain. And the situation gets worse and worse until the person loses use of their, their limb. It could be an arm or a leg, and it gets worse and worse and worse over time. 
sometimes it spreads to another limb, and um, it usually starts after some kind of injury, and it could be a major injury, uh, like with Suzanne, she had an untreated um, uh, shoulder uh, tear, and, um, you know, she went around in pain with that for many years until they did surgery to correct it, but then after the surgery, she developed this um, this syndrome, and sometimes it happens after something like stubbing a toe, something that seems really, really minor. But in either case, it's an extremely painful condition that conventional medicine really doesn't have any answer for. They usually medicate it. Sometimes they do nerve blocks. And Suzanne was in that terrible, terrible shape and really suffering, going from doctor to doctor, not getting any answers. And then she found a healthcare practitioner that looked at her whole um, global health picture. And she wasn't doing very well there either. She was uh, borderline diabetic. Um, she was at risk, uh, according to um, pap smears for cervical cancer. And overall, she was just uh, in pretty terrible shape. And that healthcare practitioner did a very simple thing. She measured her pH level, which is the uh, balance between acidity and alkalinity, and found that Suzanne's body was very, very acid, which is not a healthy place to be. So she put Suzanne on a really intensive uh, diet to make her more alkaline. And over time, Suzanne got completely better and is doing very well now, has her own business. Uh, she sells a product that I love called Juice Plus, uh, which is um, dehydrated fruits and vegetables, and you can take it, and that will help you, give you all the phytonutrients, as well as adjust your pH level. So that's one person uh, who, you know, was given no hope of recovery but had dramatic successes, and now she's out there helping other people. Um, another person um, on my website is Rhett Spencer, and his his journey was very unusual. One day he was out with his kids, and they were riding dirt bikes, and he was on his motorcycle, and he had an accident where he broke six of his ribs. And um, if any of you have ever broken a rib, even one broken rib is excruciating pain. And Rhett was in terrible pain. He was taken to the hospital, and he was sent home with 20 oxycodone pills to take per day. And um, just so that he could breathe more comfortably without being in excruciating pain at every breath. And he felt horrible taking 20 oxycodone pills. And he also was worried because what they call an opioid-naive patient who's taking that many, um, that many opioids is at great risk of um, overdose. So Red happened to be an inventor, and he was working on an invention that was an antenna that would work underground and that would work underwater. And he had this idea about putting the antenna on his chest. And he did that, and he was amazed that his pain went away. Something about the way that, the, um, the way that, that antenna, which had nanoparticles in it, altered his um, nerve or energy pathways, made it much more comfortable, and he was relatively pain-free considering his condition and he was able to stop uh, taking opioids. So Red spent many years after that developing a product for general use, and he came up with the, um, the NCAN patch, which is on my directory, and you can see it in the uh, product section. I'm sorry, the NCAP patch. And it's a very ex inexpensive patch that you put on your body, you can tape it to your body or just rest it on your body, and it helps dispel pain. So um, that's another treatment that you've probably never heard of that 
that can really help. Um, another person on my website is John Prince, and John Prince lives in California, and he, many years ago, 25 years ago or so, injured his back and had multiple back surgeries and was one of the many people who, after surgery, developed failed back, failed back surgery syndrome. And he was put on 11 different medications uh, to help with his pain, and he was still in a lot of pain, and he felt awful. So he became one of the earliest adopters of medical marijuana because medical marijuana has been legal in California for over 20 years. And he found that over time, like many people are finding today now that medical marijuana is more available, that he was able to get off all of his medications and get better pain relief. Um, so you can read about his story. And, and Amy Mellon is also on my website. She had been in a car accident that had almost severed her wrist, and she was in terrible, terrible pain and also um, was given 11 different medications to control her pain and was doing very poorly even with that. And she discovered medical marijuana while she lived in Oregon and um, started using it in many forms, uh, not just smoking it, but also using it topically. And she, she found pain relief and was able to get off of her medications. Um, there's also a story on the website about Jason, who had back pain and was given opioids to control his back pain and became addicted to opioids. And his addiction was so bad that he overdosed and re was revived several times. He watched many of his friends die and um, still was unable to stop. And his life came to a halt. He couldn't work and... Um, he was um, selling everything that he owned to support his habit and worse and still couldn't stop until one day uh, one of his friends told him about an herb called Kratom. Kratom is a Southeast Asian herb, and many people are finding that it helps not only control pain but also uh, help people with addiction. And as soon as he took his first dose of Kratom, he was able to stop his opioids, and he's been able to um, get back to work, get into a training program, and get his life back on track. And he continues to use the Kratom to deal with his pain and to deal with his addiction. So there's many other stories um, on the website and out there about people who use sometimes very little known treatments to get better. And I want to share those stories and educate you and other pain patients about that so that everybody can be safely feeling better from their pain. So um, the other thing that's on the website, and I've already mentioned it, one of the other things is um, products. And um, among the products, you can find uh, different devices, massage tools, uh, books, supplements, um, and many other things that will help. So I just want to tell you about uh, one of the some of the products that are on the website. Uh, one of them I'm very excited about. I haven't even gotten to use it yet. Um, it's a very inexpensive biofeedback device that helps you improve your posture. So poor posture, which I happen to have. This is why I'm so excited about the device all day long. I'm slouching and hunching over, and it's really not good for me. Poor posture can not only exacerbate your pain, it also saps your energy because it takes a lot of energy to support your body uh, when your spine is out of alignment, and also it affects your ability to take full breath and to get uh, adequate amounts of oxygen for optimum energy. And there's even research that shows that when you when you hunch over, you have lower mood. Just sitting upright can make you feel happier. So this is a brand new device. As I said, I'm waiting to try it out. But you put it on your upper back, 
and it measures the angle of your back, and when you start to hunch over, it vibrates, and it lets you know you can wear it under your clothes. It's very unobtrusive, and the people can hear, and only you can feel the vibration, and it reminds you that you're slouching and you need to straighten up. So I have very high hopes personally and uh, for other people in pain who try this device uh, that it's going to be very helpful for them. And you can find that device on paintreatmentdirectory.com. Another uh, device that I've used for many, many, many years, and I love it, it's called the Stress Thermometer. And it's another biofeedback device that's very inexpensive. And what it does is it measures your hand temperature. And your hand temperature is a measure of how stressed you are. And this is assuming that you haven't just come in from the cold, you haven't just handled something hot or cold. If you've been, you know, indoors at a, you know, reasonable temperature for a while and your hands are cold, that means that you're stressed. And a lot, I treat a lot of people um, with biofeedback. A lot of people come in, they say, oh, I just have poor circulation. But with a few minutes of coaching, they can warm their hands uh, to a more reasonable level. And nothing about their circulatory system has changed. Only their stress level has changed. So this stress thermometer, which costs only twenty one ninety five, um, what you do is it's a digital thermometer and you attach a sensor to your finger or hold it between your fingers, and it measures your hand temperature, and it tells you just how stressed you are. And your hand temperature can read anywhere from the mid-60s to the high-90s. And the more relaxed you are, the warmer your hands will be. And, you know, people say, but my hands are always cold. Well, your hands are always cold because you're always stressed. And... You may not think you're stressed because it's just normal for you. So this tells you the truth. There's this saying in biofeedback that the body doesn't lie, that um, if you objectively measure your physiology, you will know the truth. So by using the stress thermometer and pairing it with, with techniques that help you relax, you will be able to learn how to stay more relaxed. And that has major, major impacts on your pain levels. Because when you are stressed, first of all, you know, just with a hand temperature um, example, your body withdraws circulation from your extremities, making you more prone to neuropathic pain, um, making you more prone to all kinds of other disorders that are exacerbated by uh, poor circulation to an area. Um, when you are stressed, even though you're just measuring hand temperature, when you are stressed, you have um, more muscle tension, which can lead to pain. You have poorer digestion, which can lead to all sorts of uh, gastrointestinal problems. Your immune system is suppressed. Over time, your body when you stay stressed chronically, depletes its supply of cortisol, which is anti-inflammatory. We have natural cortisol that our body makes. And when we deplete that supply, um, people have more em inflammation. So learning to stay more relaxed throughout the day is definitely going to work in your favor in terms of reducing your pain in the immediate and in, in the long term. So I can, you can tell I'm a big fan of biofeedback and, um, and I encourage people to try it. Another thing uh, that's in the product section, this is a relatively new device, is the Oscar Pulse. And the Oscar Pulse uses uh, pulsed electromagnetic frequencies to reduce pain and inflammation. And this device is um, more expensive than the other ones. <laughs> but it, um, what you do is you wear it. You put it on your body for a half hour at a time. It comes with a, um, a stretchy band that you can hold the device near your body. Or you can even put the device next to your body. And there's been a lot of research. Even though this is a new device, there's a lot of research 
on how these very low electromagnetic frequencies, we're not talking about the ones that you're exposed to that are no good for you from your computer or from high power lines. Um, These are very, very, very low frequencies that the body actually produces in normal tissue. And when you normalize your electromagnetic fields in the areas of your body that are in pain, you reduce inflammation and you encourage more circulation to an area and um, and that reduces pain. So, and this device has an 18-inch radius um, of effect. So you can put it in the middle of your body and it will work on a wide area. And I've been using this device recently and I'm finding it very helpful. I also use the device on my cat. My cat had surgery on her face. She had a biopsy on her face that fortunately didn't uh, turn out to be anything serious. At the same time, while they had her under, uh, they pulled a couple of her teeth. And so she came back from the surgery with some pain meds and, um, and a surgical collar, and she looked really, really miserable. So I put the Oscar Pulse next to her, and I kept it around her, near her, as much as possible. And it was really interesting because she seemed to know that it was something helpful, and she would cuddle up with it. She um, she would um, surround it with her paws, um, you know, and sit on it. She would um, lie next to it with her paws around it. I even took a bunch of pictures, and she she um, healed very quickly and seemed um, very comfortable as she was healing. Um, the Oscar Pulse got its name, Oscar, from a koala bear that had been burned badly in a fire and was crying in pain, even though it was on a lot of uh, pain meds at the veterinarian's office. And someone had a similar pulse DMF device, and they put it next to the koala bear. And he stopped crying, and he hadn't been responding to the burn treatment, but he started responding, and he was able to eventually be released into the wild. So so that's a, a very... Um, useful device that can help with a lot of conditions. It can help with back pain, neck pain, um, neuropathy. Uh, um, I'm losing my train of thought here. I'm having trouble recalling the name of one particular condition. But, you know, it can help with healing wounds. Uh, so it's very worth checking out. And, again, that's on paintreatmentdirectory.com. There's a whole bunch of books on the website. My book, The Truth About Chronic Pain Treatments, The Best and Worst Strategies for Becoming Pain-Free. Um, there's um, there's um, Norman Cousins' book, Anatomy of an Illness, that taught me about the mind-body connection. There's a book by um, by Beth Darnell, who works in at Stanford Medical Center in their pain management uh, program called the Pain Relief Kit that talks about cognitive behavioral therapy and how, um, you know, how it can affect your pain levels. She talks about negative thoughts as being like pouring gasoline on a flame and how to turn those things around. Uh, the book is very inexpensive, includes a CD. Uh, there's physical therapist Joe Tatter's book, Heal Your Pain Now, uh, which uh, he has a program that teaches you about the mind-body connection, about exercise, about nutrition, um, so that you can heal your pain. Uh, there's topical preparations like Onacare cream, which is a homeopathic um, cream that helps with um, with localized pain if you've if you've got muscle pain, if you've got back pain, if you've, you know, overdone things and you're in more pain than usual, uh, that that can really help. So that's another section of my website. Um, of course, there's the provider section uh, where you can search for providers in your area. And I did mention that um, this website is only three months old and we have a great uh, list of providers. Uh, but nowhere near as many as I would like to have for 
for full nationwide coverage uh, where we have providers in every discipline listed in every area. So if you know an alternative pain treatment provider who you think should be on this directory who does great work and, um, and people need to see them so they can get better, it can be an acupuncturist, a functional medicine doctor, biofeedback provider, energy healer, psychotherapist, physical therapist, um, people in all kinds of specialties, nutritionists. Um, if you would tell them about this directory, you will not only be uh, helping patients find them, but helping them find more patients. Uh, it's very inexpensive to be on the directory. And as I said, it's also a service to patients. So one program that's very innovative uh, that's listed on my directory I'd like to mention to you is a program called The Healing Place. And it's in California, north of Los Angeles. And it is the type of program that I think every single patient in the United States and in the world should have access to. Because if you think of a uh, alternative treatment, they offer it there. And they are um, equipped to deal with not only chronic pain, but also addiction and also um, mental disorders, anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, any of those um, emotional pains that sometimes drive people to have physical pain. So um, they're an excellent resource um, to check out. And there's many other uh, people on the directory. Uh, they're offering treatments that, you know, maybe you've never even heard of that can really help you. A lot of my biofeedback colleagues are directory. And um, let me tell you about this um, one kind of biofeedback that you've probably never heard of. And it's called neurofeedback. And neurofeedback is uh, biofeedback of the brain. And biofeedback, as I said earlier, it measures some aspect of your physiology, and then it teaches you control it to control it. So brainwave biofeedback or neurofeedback is measuring the electrical activity of our brain. Our brains are electrical systems with, you know, it's very low frequency electricity. And disorders in the electrical system of our brain can result in many kinds of functional problems, whether it's cognitive functioning, whether it's physical functioning, or if it's chronic pain. And what has been discovered is that when someone is in chronic pain for an extended period of time, uh, their brain changes. The electri electrical activity of the brain shifts into a new pattern that actually perpetuates pain. And this is the way the brain works, that when it has to do something over and over again, in this case, if someone has, uh, say, a severe injury, so the brain generates pain signals to warn the body to protect the area. If it does it long enough, it just becomes a habit of the brain. And even after tissue healing, people are still in pain because their brain is still generating those pain signals. Another reason that the brain can change related to pain is if you're in chronic over-arousal. And this can happen by being exposed to some kind of trauma, and particularly chronic childhood trauma. If you've been exposed to trauma as a child, let's say that your parents were physically, emotionally, or sexually abusive, or you grew up in an alcoholic home, or there was domestic violence in the home, even though you were not a victim, you will become chronically over-aroused, and that results in brain changes that cause every imaginable type of chronic illness. People who are traumatized as children are more likely to, to develop any illness, including chronic pain. So what neurofeedback does is it teaches the brain to be calmer, and it teaches the brain to uh, undo those... Um, those oversensitized pathways in the brain that are generating chronic pain. So 
so, you know, just as an example, I recently treated somebody whose back was crushed in an industrial accident. A piece of heavy equipment fell on him, and he was trapped under it uh, for quite a while before he was found. And he had to have back surgery. Uh, several vertebrae were crushed, and he had several spinal fusions. And that was 12 years before I saw him. Um, he had been in pain and miserable ever since. He was on pain meds. He was driving six hours round trip once a month uh, to get um, calcium injections in his spine, which helped for a couple of weeks, and then they would wear off. And he was pretty miserable. And if you hear that uh, sound in the background, that's my miserable cat wanting to go out. <laughs> so I'm just going to let him out. Um, so anyway, um, this man came to me. He was 30, uh, 32 years old, and he'd been in chronic pain from this back surgery since he was 20 years old. And we did this brainwave biofeedback, and we did weekly sessions. And by about the 17th session, he was pain-free. And we did a few more sessions just to make sure that the pain relief will last. And he is pain-free, not having to take any drugs. We didn't change anything about his physiology. We just changed what was going on in his brain. So that's the power of neurofeedback. And you will find, if you go to paintreatmentdirectory.com, that there are neurofeedback providers um, listed all up from all over the country on on that um, website. Um, so please check that out. Um, it can also help with migraines. It can help with fibromyalgia. It can help with um, neuropathy. It can help with many, many uh, pain conditions that um, are either exacerbated by chronic stress or um, just because of brain changes because uh, people have been in pain for so long. Um, so check out our providers, and if you're a provider or you know a provider that uh, might um, might benefit um, from being listed, please have them check out the directory. So um, there's an article section on the website that um, you can read all about um, other pain treatments, uh, there's an article about chiropractic or chiropractic quacks, and I'd like you to read the article, but the short answer is no. <laughs> they can be very effective in terms of helping with chronic pain. And there is no one treatment that's going to work for everybody. Uh, chiropractic will help many people, but not others. Uh, nutritional changes will help many people but not others, though always a good idea to optimize your nutrition. Um, you know, hands-on uh, body work like physical therapy and um, massage, those will help many people, but, but not everybody. The trick is to find the cause of your problem and address that cause. And medication will never do that. Medication is about... Um, you know, when the fire alarm goes off, instead of addressing the fire and putting it out, you turn the fire alarm off. So I encourage everyone to check out all the possibilities. A good place to start is paintreatmentdirectory.com. And I want to mention another section on the website, and that's the advocacy section. And right now, the advocacy section uh, consists of two petitions. Um, I recognize the fact that even though there's a lot out there that can help pain patients, a lot of pain patients, most pain patients, do not have the money to pay for some of these treatments, and that is a crime. Um, people who are suffering need to be able to access things that will relieve their suffering and right now, the way that the health insurance system is set up, um, health insurance will generally only pay for pharmaceuticals and surgical interventions that don't really address, as I've talked about, they don't safely and effectively address pain. Even when they pay for physical therapy and chiropractic, which they sometimes do, 
they generally don't pay for enough treatment. Uh, they generally require pre-certification. They generally limit it to the n a number of treatments that are not going to sustain patients over the long term or not get them completely better. Um, the other thing that most people don't know about chiropractic and physical therapy and also psychotherapy, which, as I've mentioned, can be very helpful for chronic pain. Um, they, insurance companies, for the most part, have not increased fees for these um, non-pharmaceutical treatments for 40 years or so. So try to imagine having a job and trying to um, sustain your lifestyle and pay your bills when you have not had a raise in 40 years. That's where physical therapists and chiropractors and psychotherapists who stay within the insurance system are. And that um, has reduced the availability of these um, healthcare providers. There's a shortage of physical therapists. Um, there's um, very um, much fewer chiropractors out there. Uh, mental health services are um, in, in crisis in many areas of the country. Last I checked, about a third of the country, um, a third of the population lives in areas of the country where there is less than one mental health provider of any kind for every 10,000 people. And just think of it, one in three people are in chronic pain, uh, something like 6% of the population has severe chronic um, mental illness, and, and a huge um, population of the country has um, so little access that there's less than one mental health provider for every 10,000 people. And this is a crisis that was created by the insurance companies because they refuse to increase fees. Um, they make it very difficult to access care with pre-certification and recertification requirements. They reduce the availability of providers by reducing the fees so that if you look around at the population of those providers, they're mostly older and they'll soon be aging out. So we desperately need advocacy, not only for those specialties, but for extending insurance coverage to many other therapies that could help. Um, therapies like uh, low-level laser therapy, which I haven't talked about but you can read about on my website, very, very helpful for chronic pain, um, acupuncture, biofeedback, massage, um, even um, energy healing, which has a lot of evidence behind it. The hardest thing people find, um, you know, to accept, but it, it can be very effective for some people. So insurance companies are really controlling things right now and reducing access. So there is a petition that you can link to through my advocacy page on my website. It's on change.org, and it's petitioning Congress and the President to pass a law that requires insurance companies to cover all of these therapies and to cover them at rates that will increase and ensure the availability of these therapies for pain patients all over the country. Um, and the other part of the um, petition has to do with educating physicians about these therapies because they often don't know about them. They don't refer people to them either because they don't know about them, because they believed um, the prevailing so-called wisdom that they're unproven, uh, which they're not. If you, um, if you go to my book, The Truth About Chronic Pain Treatments, I have 600 journal references that supports all the claims that I make about the the effectiveness of these therapies for chronic pain patients. So please go to my website, paintreatmentdirectory.com, uh, click the advocacy section, and sign that petition. Another petition that's on the website is um, one that says, medical marijuana needs to be legal and affordable nationwide now. At this point in the U.S., 29 states in the District of Columbia have medical marijuana laws that make medical marijuana available to patients who have qualifying conditions. Um, often there's a lot of barriers to access. 
uh, physicians in order to uh, recommend it. They call it recommending, not prescribing, because it's illegal federally. Uh, so physicians have to be trained to be able to recommend it. Uh, patients have to go through a certification process. And then when they get there, then they have to pay for it out of pocket. And it can be very expensive, and many people who go through the process of being qualified to get legal medical marijuana um, find that they can't afford it. And then there's the people in the other states who are desperate to access medical marijuana. Medical marijuana is very safe, much safer than opioids. Uh, in the history of thousands of years of marijuana being used to treat chronic pain and many other medical conditions, there is not a single case of somebody overdosing on medical marijuana. You cannot die from marijuana. Um, it works on the endocannabinoid system, not the opioid system. The opioid system that opioids work with in our bodies, uh, you can suppress breathing by taking too much of it. And that's what happens with overdoses as people stop breathing. That cannot happen with marijuana. And all the current evidence indicates that marijuana is a better pain reliever than opioids. It works with something called the endocannabinoid system in our body. Our body makes compounds that are contained in marijuana that help, um, that help reduce pain and reduce inflammation. And um, the, the role of this endocannabinoid system is to return the body to balance to what's called homeostasis. And if, if people use marijuana... Um, their pain is relieved, their anxiety is relieved, they sleep better, and has many other positive um, effects. In, in people whose brains are not still developing and in people who are um, 20-something and older, uh, medical marijuana actually is neuroprotective. Most people think of it as harming the brain, but it actually improves the brain. Uh, protects the brain from oxidative damage. So there's many, many things to recommend medical marijuana, and people need to have access to it. People suffering with chronic pain need to have access to it. So there's a petition that you can link through through the advocacy page on my website that will take you to um, change.org and my petition asking Congress and the President to make medical marijuana legal and affordable now. Um, so please do that. And, you know, the other thing I'm hoping to do is expand this section of my website because many things that help chronic pain are currently under attack. I mentioned Kratom. Um, there's a campaign now at the federal level to ban Kratom to make it illegal even though it's safe and effective. Um, the uh, Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, is trying to say that uh, people have died of it and that it's addictive and that it needs to be banned, and that's simply not true. Uh, there are uh, forces at work uh, closing down medical foods companies that, that create foods that are helpful. Uh, the FDA just declared homeopathic remedies illegal, even though they've been part of the U.S. Pharmacopoeia, uh, which is um, a listing of approved and generally regarded as safe uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, the FDA just unilaterally declared last week that they're not proven and that um, they are now illegal. So we need to have advocacy. We need to fight against attacks. And I'm hoping that my website paintreatmentdirectory.com can become a hub for coordinating patients and providers from all disciplines to fight against these kinds of attacks and to expand the availability of uh, alternative pain treatments so people can get safe and effective, not only relief from the pain, but so that they can get better because I think many people who live with chronic pain can get better if they have access to the right treatments. So, um, again, uh, please go to my website, check it all out, 
sign my petitions. If you're a provider, um, please sign up as a provi- for a provider listing. If you're someone with a product to share, please sign up for a product listing. Uh, let people know you're there. Help more people. And if you're a patient and you know a great provider, uh, please tell them to come to the website and check it out and uh, let people know that they're there. Also, you know, read, become informed. Uh, there's even some free things on my website if you're economically stressed. Uh, you can find free support groups. You can find a free app that will teach you how to breathe in a more relaxed way. You will even find a free uh, mindfulness meditation course online uh, that, that someone is offering, and mindfulness meditation can help you relax and manage your pain better. So check out all the resources. Again, that's paintreatmentdirectory.com. And I am Cindy Perlin. Again, I'm a licensed clinical social worker and um, chronic pain survivor, biofeedback practitioner, the author of The Truth About Chronic Pain Treatments, The Best and Worst Strategies for Becoming Pain-Free. And my clinical practice is in the Albany, New York area. If you're in that area, feel free to uh, contact me and seek me out. Um, I also provide phone consults uh, for people not in the area. If you're lost in terms of where to go uh, to get some relief and you don't know what to try next, I can um, talk with you over the phone and help guide you to the right treatments. So please consider that. Uh, You can contact me if you have any questions or comments about this program or about the website or about alternative pain treatment in general. Uh, Please go to the website and fill out the contact form and let me know. And um, it's been great being here. I hope... um, Nisi is uh, back with you soon. Um, I know she has many more great shows to share with you. And um, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me. Have a great day. 